Okay, I'll go first. Um, let me say, uh, we don't really need to be here. See, we've been married five years. Six. Five, six years. And this is like a checkup for us. Um, chance to poke around the engine, maybe change the oil, replace a seal or two. Very well then, let's pop the hood. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Retro Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson, and joining me is my co-host, friend, and the person most likely to have a secret compartment in his oven that stores a bunch of deadly knives, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight? I'm well, thanks. I uh, actually just used the, the knife drawer. Mmm. Ah, uh, yeah. You leave it open like that. Well, that's where they usually hang out. <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question, Perk, because, you know, yeah. some people store their, like, pots and pans in the oven, but other people also store their jeans in there, and I just feel like it's a disaster waiting to happen. I don't know. What's the logic? I think it's, like, keeps them more dry, maybe. There is there is something, that okay. like, a reason, but I know, like, in The Bear, which you haven't seen season two yet, but I think he, like, keeps his jeans in the oven. I'm just like, one of those days you're going to turn it on an accident, and it's going to be bad. Um, I think keeping pots and pans in the oven is kind of unhinged. Unless you're talking I, about I like the, the proving drawer at the bottom. That's where they go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about like in the oven. Yeah, like in the yeah. oven proper? No, no. No, thank you. I'm going to preheat without looking. It's going to be bad news bears. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is not a cooking podcast. This is a movie podcast. Yeah, sorry <laughs> so. to wander as we often do. Uh, welcome back. Uh, this is the show where every perk and I review a movie connected to the last one we watched. If you like our show, we post pretty much every Friday on podcast services and YouTube. And over to follow us on TikTok where we post clips from the show. Uh, last week, we watched The Bros. And our connection to this week's movie is the actor Ma Dong-suk, as well as uh, Angelina Jolie. From this week, we're both in the movie Eternals. That's our little leapfrog uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Perk, why don't you intro for us? Yeah, all right. So Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a 2005 joint directed by Doug Lyman, starring Brangelina. Uh, it is about <laughs> a bored married couple of five or six years uh, who are both secret agents, but they don't know that the other is until mm-hmm. uh, a mission gets crossed up and they are both after the same mark and it goes awry Basically, they're given 48 hours to dispose of the other, and then they find out, oh, wait, that's my hubby. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Fun fact for you on this movie, uh, Brad Pitt actually uh, dropped out of the movie after the original co-star left, which was Nicole Mm. Kidman. Mm. But then when he was told Angelina Jolie was going to be taking the role, uh, he came back on. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, shocking. I I wonder if that <laughs> led to anything. Who, who would know? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is where they met. I was reading. I was mm-hmm. curious about the timeline. This is yeah, where everything started. Yeah, I think this movie ended a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, started a new one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Perk, what did you think of Mister and Mrs. Smith? I don't think it's very good, <laughs> and I really liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just like. It's goofy and dumb and fun and I don't know, like if you turn your brain off, I, I left my brain on because there are just some funny things to pick apart. But yeah, uh, this is just kind of like a super fun movie, a cool concept, um, it, which hasn't been done to death like every other concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the stars have 
shocking the stars have chemistry so <laughs> it, it worked for me i don't know like technically it's technically it's like a, a mid movie maybe even leaning towards bad in some areas but it's just enjoyable i don't know what'd you think I, i'm right there with you i i think it's way too long two hours is is just too long of a time for this movie and there's just like too many like i don't know like steps um but overall like you said it's just a fun time like their chemistry is great especially once they find out that and they like stop trying to kill each other and they work together all that banter is just hilarious without like learning the truth about each other i could watch that shit all day like it's just great um but yeah like goofy stuff like all the technology in this movie is just so ridiculous and just early yeah. 2000s and just bad like spy kids shit yes. and it's like i don't I, know about that's that. what i thought too that's immediately <laughs> immediately what i thought is like oh this is like spy kids for grown-ups yeah so like that was a a bit unfortunate i would have liked to have been able to take that a little bit more seriously but yeah i mean it, this movie is is not a serious one like it's just a fun time and i think it it succeeded in that front yeah uh i i agree with you i think the what the main criticism you levied there was that it's too long um so i had due to scheduling conflicts i i had to watch this movie in two halves which i think might have improved that for me mm, mm. um like i i never got tired of it it never it never got too slow for me but also uh it, it does feel like kind of like almost a second episode um, yeah yeah and i think yeah because it's like a two-hour movie it didn't need to be more than about 80 or 90 uh, about 90 or 100 yeah. minutes yeah. um and i think it's it's pretty easy how you could solve that i think you just get rid of the the plot with the kidnapped mark yeah where where he comes back just, into the fold i think you could just do yeah. away with that and that save you some some time for sure yeah that and also you just reveal their hitmen way earlier like i think the opening scenes of this movie should have been them each on a job and then them coming to couples therapy you know uh kind of like the, the incredibles opening where they're both on missions and they come mm. get to their wedding you know because it's just like I, maybe it's because this movie's old but I don't imagine anybody's watching this movie, even when it came out, maybe that didn't know the premise. <laughs> like, maybe that's unfair to say, but it's just like, just get to the part where you reveal, like, I'm not, it's not a shocking revelation that they're both like hitmen or whatever. Um, so I'll disagree with you because I thought okay. that, I thought that the opening was super fun and it's like a textbook definition of dramatic irony where the audience knows more than the main characters. Mm. Um, and I liked seeing them do their like stupid run around behind each other's back stuff. Oh, no, I, I like that. I'm just saying like the fact that we got their their like origin story, which was cute. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then like there's like some tease of what are they do actually doing? And then it's finally revealed their hitmen. I was like, just start with them both on a job. We don't need to wait, you know, 23 minutes in the movie to reveal that. Sure. Um, I suppose just, you could have just saved some time in the middle. You could also maybe have taken out their like the whole scene of them meeting. But. I really like the therapy scenes, actually. Surprisingly, I think they're those the are best just, part of the movie. I think they're actually yeah. just good. Like, yeah, the, the, I'm really happy they ended on one. I was worried we just dropped that completely. I'm glad yeah. that we got the final scene because, yeah, those are fantastic. Yeah, they were they were really good. Um, and I think a big I think like the biggest strength in this movie, uh, which is present in those scenes and also my favorite scene, which was the minivan chase. Oh my God. It's uh, so, so good. <laughs> it, I, I think so much of this movie rides on the the chemistry and the banter between the two leads because yeah. they're just, 
they play off each other so well. It is so mm-hmm. smooth and so believable. And yeah, they were banging and that probably helps. But like, it's just so clever. And, and the wit between the two of them is so fun. Uh, yeah. And the, the, so like a lot of this movie I enjoyed because it's goofy fun. The minivan scene, I think, is actually just like a fantastic scene. Oh, yeah. It's genuinely good. And that's yeah, what it just took like, way too long for us to get to that. Sure. <clears throat> that's fair. It took way too long for them to like one find out about each other and then also get to the point where they're working together. Because right. I, could, I could watch two hours of just them doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, no, like, that whole you know, scene the- <laughs> is great because, first of all, it's a really good chase scene. It's well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on top of that, it's. Uh, just the one-liners they're throwing back and forth at each other just so <laughs> I, good i think she's like you know I'm, I'm an orphan my you know my parents are actually dead he's like who's that guy at her wedding she's like, he's, he's an actor and he's like i can't even talk to you right now <laughs> like you know just that i knew i saw your father incredible. on fantasy island <laughs> exactly yeah. Like, yeah that stuff in the couples therapy like we get when we get the actual banter yes it's incredible the stuff with like Vince Vaughn and like the sneaking around some of it's good some of it's kind of like ah eh, whatever you know yeah i i mean i like Vince Vaughn and he plays Vince Vaughn and it works yeah. and yeah. it's the it's a good bit but i think you're right there are a few peripheral things that maybe just needed to be trimmed down and i think they did some trimming cuz the fact that Keith David plays father and we see one shot of him and then never again what yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Keith David for that i was confused i was like <laughs> is, is there at some point going to be a big like meet up with the bosses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I'm sure there like, was, and they cut it because yeah, it's like, why the fuck but, would you get Keith David and not use them? Right. Also, at just a quick wedge in a question, because uh, I didn't follow. Do we know who the the person is at the top of the elevator that the guy's not allowed to go in? Keith David. Oh, that's okay. That's Keith David. Well, yeah, I think so because that's when we see the one shot of his face. I'm pretty sure. No, it's not because I, I think it's not he, him. Oh, maybe I'm trying to remember. See, yeah, I think there was more of that stuff and they cut it, thankfully. But you should have cut even more of it. Like, I, I was super confused, though, like the the whole time that the like desk jockey fake kidnapping, all of his stuff. I, the whole time I was like, what? What? Who is he? What's what's yeah. going on with this? And you, it's supposed to be like that, uh, yeah. I guess. And it, they kind of have some breadcrumbs of he's called like the tank. In yeah. Brad is like the tank, like this is a scrawny kid. But yeah. that's and kind he, of undercooked for what it ends up being. Sure. And the the way he uh talks to the guards, like Yeah, like he's hot shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. It makes sense in retrospect, but the whole time I was like, is this supposed to be the same guy that was in that office? <laughs> uh yeah, I think it is. Because yeah. I mean he's got a pretty forgettable face. No offense, Adam Bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One thing I'm curious if you picked up on. And it's not even that bad, but I just noticed it. And it could have been a lot worse for this era of movie. But there's just some weird, like, gender stuff of, like, boys rule, girls drew, drool, kind of like with Vince Vaughn's character. And then, like, I thought it was just very odd that Angelina Jolie's agency was all women, but there was a a man at the head of it called Father. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> this just feels a little bit just weird. And again, it's barely in the movie. But like there's just there's some weird gender dynamics that felt a little bit dated. If that makes um, sense. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I was definitely chuckling at like the super girl boss spy agency. You know, it's like, yeah, th- this they're, is so, they're escape route of like shooting the grappling yeah. hooks like 
I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because no, that was like it's very Spy Kids. Yes. So even though the, that set design was very Spy Kids. Yes. Um, but yeah, like the fact that they they all work for the father, it, it's like it's like Charlie's Angels type vibe, I guess. Uh, I guess, yeah. But yeah, the, the fact that it was like all women is is cool, but it seems an odd choice, I guess. I don't know. Well, the, yeah. I, the idea is it's like husband versus wife. Guys yeah. versus gals, even if it is just Brad Pitt and Vince Vaughn. But um, I, I did have a chuckle where I'm like, why like why is everyone here a woman? Not saying that women don't deserve a role in a spy agency. It's just it seemed it seemed kind of goofy. Yeah, and it seemed it was clearly a choice they made, and it was just like for what purpose? You know? Yeah. Again, if it was a woman at the head of it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. But the fact that it was like, <laughs> again, like Keith David, who is called father. I'm like, I don't know about this. I do not know about this at all. But it was barely in the movie, so it's fine. Um, another thing I, I liked a lot was I think some of the physical like, OK, the end scene of them <laughs> standing in the middle of a mall with 20 people having eyes on them and them just spinning and shooting the shooting, whatever. But I thought the physicality was actually very good. Like when they're trying to when they're fighting in the house together. And they're bumping into walls yeah. and breaking shit. I actually liked that quite a bit. I thought it was pretty good choreography. Oh, yeah. I, and I thought even like just quickly earlier when she's like standing, balancing on that chair. Mm-hmm. Very cool little effect to just kind of show her ability, but like have it be subtle. Something like that I think was really cool. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I thought that the the action is like pretty good like mm-hmm. throughout. And a lot of you're right. A lot of the, the hits feel pretty weighty. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like you know shake off a well, although i guess he shakes off a stab wound to the thigh but you, yeah you know what i mean they're um, a bit invincible but you yeah know, it's fine <laughs> uh, and who cares when they come yeah, out when they come spinning shooting out the little shed like yeah they would have been dead immediately but it's more fun that they were you're telling me 20 hitmen from their agency can't hit a headshot when they're out in right the, in the open like okay also <laughs> since all these people are tactical they have to all they have to be hitting headshots with everybody right. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but who cares? You kind of suspend that because it's it's yeah. fun. Like I, I don't care how gritty and realistic it is. It's stupid spy movie. Yeah. Um on the on the topic though of the balancing on the chair scene, first of mm-hmm. all, it that it was needless. I mean, she could have just yeah. she probably could have gotten away with just standing on the chair. But yeah. um I loved how before the reveal, they are so flippant with their spy shit. Always. Mm -hmm. It is like how in five years have neither of you caught each other? Her knives are just in the brightly lit, fully windowed (laughs) kitchen. She just opens up this magic thing. In, yeah, in, it's a secret in compartment. It's a little elevator situation. What what if he just walks through the door? I I know. the, like you're telling me she's never been to the tool shed yeah, <laughs> one well, foot I, in there she would have clocked that yeah i don't know <laughs> and the uh on top of that too like the scene where they both go on separate hits and then come back and she just like barely gets around in time for him to not see her yeah how many times has stuff like that happened in five years you gotta be so lucky six. to have sorry five or six <laughs> to have never gotten in on any of that yeah, and I, I just yeah. thought it was so goofy. Like they're they're barely even trying to hide it from each other, but somehow doing it perfectly, I guess. Yeah, you're telling me like one of them didn't try to hide a gun in the house, and there's already a gun there. Like, yeah, you it's things something would have happened, but you know whatever, right. it's fine for the. Yeah, for the it's well, unless according to the logic of the movie, you know, 
Brad Pitt hit, hit all his guns in boy spots like the TV <laughs> and the shed and, and the cigar case. And, mm-hmm. and she hit all her guns in like the jewelry box and the oven. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's just that's that's what I'm, that, that kind of gender stuff. It's just like, all right. But, you know, it's fine. Um, um, go ahead. So, yeah. I, uh, another thing that this movie has that a lot of movies have this that. It's so goofy. I chuckle every time. But when the they have the scene where they've got both guns pointed at each other and they say, I, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the things they were doing before <laughs> that. She put a bomb in his jacket. If he mm-hmm. doesn't find that, he's dead. Mm-hmm. She was blind firing a shotgun through a wall. <laughs> you just... Like uh, they mm-hmm. they were uh, when when he cuts the gas line in and you know floods the kitchen with gasoline so that she'll mm-hmm. shoot it and it will explode like mm-hmm. and uh, several times they will come around a corner with a machine gun and pre fire before they come around the corner it's like yeah you you trying to tell me you couldn't do it these are mm-hmm. all guaranteed kill shots like if yeah. any of these things connect you've you've done the deed but the difference is perk they didn't have to look at each other's eyes while they were doing it for all those right but i feel like if you're if you're looking <laughs> someone down and you're and you can't just can't do it what firing a shotgun through a wall is no different yeah. you get one whole layer of drywall as abstraction but it's like i, I always giggle it's like yeah oh i I couldn't, uh, I can't, I can't kill you, even though I just cut your elevator wire and sent you 70 floors <laughs> of the ground. Like, to be fair, she didn't intend to do she, that. But, she didn't do that one. That's fair. Yeah. But, but no, I actually did think the pre-firing around the corner was cool. Like when she like pre-fired into the kitchen and then shoots the gas line, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But yeah. that was not cool was when she has the assault rifle in one hand and the shotgun in the other and she's holding them like akimbo. And neither of them are like the neither stock is in her shoulder. They're like hanging below. I'm like, if you fire any of those weapons, they're gonna be flying out of your hand. Like, yes. you're something you're a professional assassin, and you're like, that's your stance. Like, yeah, this is pre John Wick. This is pre gun the invention of gun fu. So I'll you know I'll allow it. <laughs> but post John Wick, it's like this would not fly. Um, the other, I think the other great scene we have mentioned is the dinner scene where they're both trying to suss out if the other person knows. That's a really um, fantastic scene. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. And like just a little bit of like, can you pass the salt? Oh, it's right here. You know, and then he drops the wine bottle and she catches it and he's like, all right, it's it's on. Um, that's that's a great little tent scene. Janie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, I see this is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think this movie's like it shouldn't win awards. It no. prob- it, people probably shouldn't even like this shouldn't even be memorable, but it's just so damn fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would recommend this movie in a heartbeat. There was one scene that stuck out to me okay. from like an awful technical standpoint. But when after they leave dinner, uh, Brad Pitt hijacks a limo and the limo driver in some really, <laughs> really tragic ADR. Like, well, dude, it's not even that. They like um, the no, frame rate that. sped up. But oh, so okay. the the it really just like obvious adr he says limo sir yeah just like clearly dubbed and then there's <laughs> when he steals the limo for whatever reason that like two second clip yeah. is sped up two times speed 
It's what just was like, that, what? dude? What was that? What was this? <laughs> How did nobody catch this in test screenings? I'm like, did they accidentally undercrank the camera or something? Like, what the hell happened there? That, yeah, that's that was what I'm, nuts. I'm like, this is a professional Hollywood movie. Th- these yeah. are not mistakes. Like, there was one it, other scene where that happened that was like okay, a second of it. I, I didn't catch where it was, the second yeah. one. But no, I caught that too. I'm like, what the fuck was that? What, <laughs> it was what, so weird. What happened? <laughs> are you trying to hit a musical cue? Not really. Yeah, yeah. It, that was yeah. That was super odd. Also, it's the fact that that would just seem like a very convenient little getaway thing. I think yeah. there's something happened with the script. Like we just got to just move on to the next thing. I guess. But, yeah, that was very odd. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, yeah, this I is a really know. fun movie. Very I'd say fun. Go, go see it. You know, not especially good, but super fun. Like, watch it if you can find it. It's not. It's not really streaming anywhere convenient unless you have stars. stars. Yeah. Nobody has stars. I have stars, but nobody has stars. Yeah. As far as recommendations go, I got to recommend, you know, Spy Family, which must mm-hmm. have been like somewhat inspired by this. I'm sure um, in part. Yeah. But, but for this, those who don't know, it's it's a it's an anime where it was a very similar premise of, you know, husband is a secret agent. A wife is an assassin. Um, they don't know about the other one. But the the twist is that they have an adopted daughter who is telepathic. So she oh, knows she everything, knows. but they, but she's also five. So she thinks it's very cool that she has a secret agent dad and an assassin mom. Um, and it's much more of a comedy and very wholesome and, and fun. So I, and I think it's, you know, it's better than, than this, but yeah. So if, if you want something similar, that's a little more wholesome and funny. Spy family is just, it's the best. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any recs really. Uh, other than like, I'm sure this is based off of a movie from the fifties or something. Like, yeah, there was I was on IMDb and I saw like there were some older things okay. called Mr. Mrs. But they seemed like similar, but not exactly the same. I think this is gotcha. probably tweaked a little bit. Um, and then uh, I, yeah. I don't know why, but f- like so there the concept of too much of a good thing, because we on on our uh, anime and then Korea strings, we watched a ton of really good movies, but mm-hmm. a lot of them were super heavy and, mm-hmm. and really kind of taxing to watch. Uh, so it was nice to watch just some fun garbage and yeah. it, it just, whatever, for whatever reason, it reminded me of, uh, uh, chain reaction, the movie that we mm. watched a while ago. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, you know, nothing special, but it's a fun watch and mm-hmm. you don't have to think too hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good show. I was talking, my roommates were doing kind of like a Keanu Reeves, uh, kind of movie series they want to do. Sure, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Chain reaction, throw it in. Absolutely. <laughs> no I one's agree. heard of it, but it's not that bad. Oh, man. Well, that is our review of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, stay tuned to find out what we're watching next week. Before that, it's a bonus review time. Perk, you're going first. What'd you watch? I this am. Week? Uh, had family in town, and just on uh, Thanksgiving when we were lazing around, or maybe this was next morning. Um, Decided to throw on the fun, wholesome family movie. So we watched Moana, uh, which I have seen before. Yeah. It's good. It's it's yeah. fun. Um, it's not like perfect. Uh, I I like a few of the songs, but I don't love most of them. Like the titular song is a banger. Uh, You're Welcome by The Rock is fantastic as well. It's got a nice story. It's not like a story that we've seen a ton of times fun characters and the dumb chicken is nice i see i'm sick of these sidekick characters in every single pixar disney movie hey at least this one doesn't talk that's true but i'm just like 
once you start seeing it, they're literally in every single one. And I'm just like, can we stop? They, <laughs> you they don't actually, need to do this. They actually call it out in Moana where yeah. uh, the rock says, you're a princess. And she's like, I'm not a princess. I'm the daughter of the chief. And he says, you're wearing a dress and you've got an animal sidekick. So you're a princess. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, you're not going to shout out Shiny, the song by Jermaine Clement. Oh, Shiny's also great. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I forgot that one. Sorry to all the... Uh, Tamatoa fans out there. <laughs> yeah. No, Moana's oh. great. I, I think I've only seen it once, maybe twice, but I, I like the songs a, quite a bit. It's a nice, comfy watch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also saw a movie with the fam over the holidays. We went and saw the new Hunger Games film, uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I'm not especially uh, curious to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> well, so here's the problem. I went in thinking... This movie was about a different person. <laughs> mm. So I, I knew it was about snow, but I thought, because <laughs> I'm just, I haven't seen movies in forever. I thought snow was Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. It is not. Oh, <laughs> it is, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is the, the like, neither. I don't remember. Well, I thought he was the mentor and he's not really. He's just kind of another like exec, but he's, I think he's like kind of morally gray. For some reason, <laughs> that was about him. No, snow is, um, Donald Sutherland, the main bad guy. Yeah. So this is like a villain origin He's story. He's the president of the... Yeah. yeah. Which, once I figured that out after the movies ended, I'm like, okay, I like it more. Because <laughs> I was like, man, this gets very... He gets very evil. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. He's the bad guy. Um, here's what I'll say. I think the acting is is fantastic. I think Rachel Ziegler as the lead is incredible. I can't believe this is only her third movie. Um, I mean, she did West Side Story, which is an insane debut. Shazam 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, this one... She's good and she can fucking sing, man. Holy shit. Um, She's really I, good in West Side Story. I, yeah, that, I still haven't seen it, movie. but um, I want to get the name of the guy as well because he was also quite good. Um, Tom Blythe. Is that how you say it? Is there an Blythe? E? Probably Blythe. Yeah, Blythe. Um, he's he's really good as well. Um, Viola Davis is in there. It's, it's a solid cast. And I think, yeah, I think the acting is good. Production design is cool. Seeing like this older more retro version of the setting. Um, and I think it, it mostly works. I was surprised by how intrigued I was because I haven't thought about or cared about Hunger Games since high school, um, but I was pretty in. I will say it's it has a three-part structure with like title cards of part one, part two, part three. First two parts are super engaging and great. Part three really slows down the pacing and because we, we changed settings and it's like, it, I was like, okay, this is, I know they're trying to follow the book, but it really slowed things down and I was a little bit less engaged. That's also when we started to see kind of his turn more and it, it's mostly believable. Um, I think there's a couple jumps there, but um, overall, I think this is a solid movie. I'm seeing it's got like a 54 meta score. I think it's a bit low. Um, I think, you know, if you're a fan of Hungry Games, you probably have already seen it and I would recommend it. If you're not like, I'm not saying run up to theaters, but if somebody invites you to go, go along with them. Like it, it's, it's a, it's a pretty good time. So um yeah, I mean, it, it, Hunger Games has always had kind of like themes that are so relevant today. I think that's also true for this movie. But um, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a good time. It's good to hear. Uh, I never read that book and I stopped watching the movies after number two. So I really fell off that series. Yeah, I think I saw <laughs> Mockingjay Part 1. I don't know if I ever saw the last one. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest Hunger Games fan, but and that's a lot of good time. Perk, what's the last thing you watched? Um, so... Uh, I, as, uh, we've discussed in the past, it's nice to 
when you wake up, have a quick show to throw on to kind of get yeah. your brain moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to make the new season of Welcome to Wrexham that mm-hmm. show for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I failed because I wanted to keep watching it. <laughs> uh, so I watched it in other times as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It is absolutely fantastic. It is such a cool, it's such a cool show. It, if for those unfamiliar, it follows the story of Wrexham uh, AFC, which is a, a soccer team in Wales in the town called Wrexham that was purchased by uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And there's a documentary chronicling their whole journey from buying the club to coming in as owners to uh, what, you know, what continues to happen. And uh, at the end of the first season, they, uh, which was the first season of them owning the team, they did not quite get promoted. Um and then this season was their their grind once again to try and get promoted. And uh, it has a happier ending than the first season. And what I love about the show is it's great for people who, like, don't watch sports but are looking for a kind of an interesting documentary. Sure. Because uh, it's about a soccer team, but – it's about a lot more than that. So like in yeah. an episode, for example, they will, there'll be like a game or two that happens and you'll get a few highlights probably. Uh, only the major like big time games kind of get more full focus. But a lot of times it'll be like, there's a game this week and we're going to follow this fan with autism and see how she enjoys the games and, and mm. talk to her about her experience with the club. And we're going to talk to this player and his family because his son has Asperger's and that's really important for him and for them and uh, autism awareness and all that. Or mm-hmm. um, this week we're going to follow uh, this player uh, who is taking a step away from the team because his wife has a brain tumor and they, they mm-hmm. want to be together. It, and more than that too, it'll be like, this is a guy, he's a uh, divorced single father of two. He works as a painter and he loves the team. And this is just kind of what's going on in his life. And it it is about a soccer team, but it is way more focused on the community. And it's, it's so cool to see just kind of the experiences of these people and their life around this soccer team. Uh, and it, it really is enthralling. It helps that the two guys who bought the team are incredibly charismatic uh, and pretty well-liked actors by most people. I mean, you you always got your detractors, but uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a very cool show. I, uh, I I recommend it to most soccer fans because if you like soccer, you're going to, you're definitely going to enjoy it. But even if not, I think maybe check it out uh, just because it's like a a little docuseries that has a lot of heart. even if you're not big into sports, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like if you're a Ted Lasso fan, this would be a good. If you like Ted Lasso, you'd love the show for sure. Yeah. Well, great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Have you picked out your next morning wake up show yet? I haven't. I'll figure it out. You do have a Malala. Uh, I do have the deck. Malala. That but I feel like if I wake option. up and watch ping pong, the anime, it'll give me like terrors. <laughs> Start awesome. off your day with, with ping pong. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's our show for this week, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, next week, we're going to be following Brad Pitt to another film, Thelma and Louise, uh, featuring Susan Sarandon. Um, don't know much about it. I, just, I, I recognize the title, so threw it out there, and we want to watch it. So, Thelma and Louise is streaming on AMC Plus. If you have that, maybe Paramount Plus, kind of unclear, and uh, renting uh, as always. So, uh, next week, Thelma and Louise on AMC and to rent. But until then, thanks for watching. Bye. Bye-bye.